Hey everybody, your pal Gabe Martinez here. Uh, today's episode, The Abyss, we talk about some pretty gnarly stuff. And um, just, I don't know, trigger warning, I guess. We, we talk about drowning and we talk about uh, claustrophobia and things that people might find incredibly uncomfortable. Um, it's, it's a very fun episode and we try our best to be lighthearted and fun with it. But if you are sensitive to those things, maybe skip this one. Okay, thanks a lot. Here's the theme song. Who let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Podcast, podcast, podcast. Here we go again. You know how we do it. We are back in the studio, you guys, for another round of a podcast with me, Andy Diaz, and my friend, Gabe Martinez. Together, we are Who Let Let You Watch Watch That? That. We're still not good at that. Still so good, you guys. Anyway, we are the podcast that relives the trauma of youth through movies. And this week, you guys, we have something special going on. For the price of admission, you not only get one Gabe, but guess the, guess what? <laughs> two Gabes for the price of one. Two Gabes. Two Gabes. It's going to be great. You guys, today is a great day. We have a special guest. We're getting back at it. Oh, it's so good, you guys. We have a fun movie that we're going to talk about. There's going to be yelling. There's going to be scariness going on. <laughs> I am ready for all of it. Mr. Martinez, let's break it down. Sounds good, my friend. Well, first and foremost, we have to welcome our guest. Uh, he is a filmmaker extraordinaire. He is an actor. He is a director. Uh, he is a producer. He is a jack of all trades. Uh, and uh, honestly, we we talked about Chris Ray, who's a filmmaker who was on our podcast, being kind of a, a gearhead and knowing everything there was to know about uh all the tools required to make film, and uh, this dude may just rival him, okay? This is a close personal friend of mine. This is my partner, my directing partner, my producing partner, my everything partner on He's Dead and So Am I, <laughs> but he also was one of the damn stars of it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the incomparable Gabriel Kasdorf. Hey, what's happening? Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you 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 finished out the rest of that sentence, partner and everything, because I didn't want Kim to feel, you know, bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, my partner and everything. <laughs> my partner and everything. I was like, let's let's hold off on that for yeah. just a second. Right, I am married. <laughs> He's not my partner in marriage. But uh, when I look, like when we've been at the beach before, I have looked back in the sand and I see one set of footprints and it's because you're carrying me so that's nice yeah that's nice i was oh, thinking wow. about putting that into a poem yeah Dude, i don't think down. it's ever been done before we're, we're needing original content these days so yeah <laughs> i think you should go for it gabo thanks for being on tonight man we've been looking oh, yeah. forward to this Dude, i'm excited thank you so much yeah well we've we've introduced him we're going to talk a lot about him and we're going to talk to him quite a bit he brings uh, a pretty wild movie to the table tonight uh, but i think we have to start off uh with new business real quick andy do you have any new business uh i i do not i had one thing written down 
I was debating talking about. I'm going to throw it out real quick, you guys. Once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Quick shout-out to my wife. Um, she's been giving me a lot of feedback. And the funniest thing is she is a true fan of the show. And it's surprising because <laughs> I am not funny to my wife. And she usually, if I'm doing something creative, she's she supports me, but she doesn't want anything to do with this. Yeah. But she tells me. She'll listen to an episode and be like, hey, that was really good. And I'm like, oh, this might be something special because she has good taste. <laughs> I tricked her one time to be with me, and now somehow I've tricked her into listening to me. And shout out to you, my wife. Oh, You're that, great. That's very sweet. That's that's yeah. very sweet. That's some, that's some good new business. Yeah. My yeah. wife. Yeah. Oh. Yes, nailed it. Was Sasha Baron Cohen in here? Oh, man. Um. Well, That's all I got. That was very sweet, although not new business. I have new business <laughs> Ooh, that I need you, to bring up. Please bring very, it up. Very, very important. So a few weeks ago, Andy made his recommendation for the week, and it was Olivia Rodrigo's album. What's the album <laughs> called, Andy? Uh, Sour. Sour. Okay. The new business is, fuck you, Olivia Rodrigo. Oh. <laughs> you suck. You are a stupid piece of shit. I have listened to that album now <laughs> several times since then, and her "Good for You" song that everyone's crazy about is a is a one hundred percent ripoff of Paramore's "Misery Business." Now that I've heard that song twenty thousand times and seen it in commercials and everything, I'm like, your big song, your like anthem to angst, is "Misery Business." But Paramore did it way better, way before you. And then everything to her posing as like the prom queen, which was like the whole album cover ripoff, like uh, all of that. I'm just like, you suck. You suck. Your songs are boring. Your songs are a bummer. I hope you listen to this. I hope everyone listening oh. to this sends it to her. And I just want her to know you fucking suck. OK, and I'm sorry. I'm normally much more reserved and I don't always drop the F-bombs. But this was something that I'm shot out of a cannon tonight. I we are bringing the heat tonight. It's coming. You are fuming. I am just <laughs> smoldering right now. I'm I'm just a hot little tomato. This and is intense. Olivia Rodrigo. I'm not interested. You can take you can take your angst and your the those like uh, strappy platforms that everyone wears, and you can my, shove them up your dumb ass. My gosh, there is. Do you have the shakes right now? I do. Is there? I think this room's under some sort of pressure. Oh. oh, I don't think we've adequately pressurized Andy. <laughs> I'm getting the bends. Professional, oh. professional. My hands twitching. We see Gabe's hands are shaking. We know what he's got. Andy, why on earth? Why on earth would we be feeling this way? I, I don't know. There's, I think, I think that's the topic of our movie tonight, you guys. I think we're going to be... I think we're we're gonna go to the final frontier. Space? No, no the, the <laughs> other final frontier. Ah, you know uh, the marinara trench. The, the delicious, <laughs> the delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, in order to properly uh, introduce this movie, we have to have you do it for us. By, if you would, my friend, do the honors. Can you explain this movie to us in five words or less? Yeah. Um, so I'm familiar with the, the format of the show, and I, I think probably the best description is, uh, oh, I had it. I had it a minute ago. Uh, water ghosts save a marriage. 
water goes. <laughs> 10 out of 10, ladies and gentlemen. Water ghosts oh, save a marriage. He did it yeah. in five. Way to go. Oh, God. That's good. I love water ghosts. Water That's ghosts. so good. Andy, what yeah. in the hell is the movie we're talking about tonight, I can, man? Should I, I can give you another clue if you if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, sea aliens hate human violence. There we go. <laughs> sea aliens and water ghosts. Water ghost. I'm so into it, dude. <laughs> the rest of this episode, if I mention them, I'm definitely going to be saying uh, water ghost. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm going to refer to them as water ghost. Yeah. I mean, sea aliens maybe, but water ghost. Andy, what the hell's the name of this movie? We are going to be talking about The Abyss. The Abyss. <clears throat> A movie that I have probably not seen in 25 years. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't think I've thought about this movie in 25 years. And, uh, oh, man, I'm Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Gabe. Wait a minute. Kasdorf. Ka- Kas- you. Yeah. Oh, Kas, that doesn't yeah. work in an audio medium. Oh, no. Kaz. You can call me, can call me Kaz, yeah. <laughs> Kaz, this, th- thank you for bringing this movie back, man. I, like, I, I was wondering, when, uh, when you brought this movie up, I was thinking about it. I'm like, what in the world are we going to talk about? And then as soon as I started watching it, I went... <laughs> Oh, yes. There is some shit that goes down in this movie. There's so much to talk about, dude. <laughs> um, that, was, that was one of the things. You know, I was, I was thinking about a movie to watch, you know, and I was, uh, you know, trying to recall the childhood, mostly the tra- any traumatic pieces <laughs> thereof. But, uh, you know, it was like, oh, this is... Uh, and we talked about it before, uh, Gabe, about, um, like... I was like, oh, is this is this R? I thought I remembered this being R, you know, and it's a PG-13 movie. And I was like, really? Because when I was a kid, like, this was this because I was trying to think, like, oh, you know, what were other kids watching and talking about? Like, oh, have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, have you seen, you know, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th and yeah. all of this sort of stuff? And I was like, no, I, I, I never seen anything like that. So this was one of, like, the first movies that had, like, really intense elements for me yeah. as a kid so i was like i, I think that's that's gonna be it dude i mean f- for me as an adult yeah. this movie is intense <laughs> it really is yeah but it's uh it's a it's an 80s once again an 80s pg-13 which oh yeah by today's standards yeah this movie's this movie's an r man. yeah this movie's an r like there's, <laughs> there's definitely some boobies happening man okay <laughs> save we'll, it yeah we'll yeah, get we'll into that it. right we'll save it. We'll <laughs> save it. hold back hold savor back. it <laughs> Uh, um, Andy, give us the logline, man. IMDb describes this movie as a civilian diving team is enlisted to search for a lost nuclear submarine and faces danger while encountering an alien aquatic species, also known as Aqua Ghost, Water Ghost, <laughs> Water Ghost, <laughs> The Abyss, The Abyss. Dude, Jim Cameron. All right, James Cameron. Only knows how to make an awesome movie. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that I don't think he's physically capable of making anything that isn't fantastic. Um, Maybe Piranha. Didn't he do the very first one of those? He did. He did Piranha Two. I think he got. I believe. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. We're checking right here. Piranha Two. <laughs> Back in the Habit. I think it's called. Back in the <laughs> Habit with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was it. Yeah, Piranha Two. The Spawning. Piranha oh, two. Spawning. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, I've seen. I it. don't know. It's I haven't. I haven't seen it. So yeah, I don't it's know. been a while. Um, 
you know. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I remember it being cool. Yeah. It's I, yeah. I I really enjoy those movies. Yeah, I even like the re- the new ones that are totally ridiculous. <laughs> totally those are great. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, but all right, James Cameron, this dude, he wrote it, he directed it. Yep. Uh, it's you know peak nineteen eighties incredible stuff. Won the Emmy for uh, best special effects or uh, Emmy won the Oscar <laughs> for best special effects. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It also won the Emmy. <laughs> yeah, Probably. good. Mention the silver medal first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Got to bury that lead, baby. Got to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, just a, an incredible, an incredible powerhouse performance from Mr. Ed Harris. Um, dude, just has he? He's always been like in his sixties, right? The ongoing trend, man, of <laughs> yeah. our show. These dudes are just old, and they've always been old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't get it. They've just Ed Harris looks the same on that Westworld show that he looked in this movie. Yes, and it was. 30-some-odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> but maybe yeah. that's maybe that's it. Maybe you have to go bald early, yeah. and then you just look you just look like the same forever now. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe I don't that's know. part of it. I mean, he's just a leathery gentleman. <laughs> yeah. He really is. And he's just so, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's barbed wire, barbed wire wrapped in leather in this yeah. movie. He's just such a, just a prickly character, but you just, you love him. He's yeah. great. But, yeah. <laughs> um, also starring uh, the incredible Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. I'm glad that you did that. No idea how to say that, and that's terrible because oh. she did a hell of a job. Mastro really Antonio. How yeah. much? Mary Mary Elizabeth Mastro Antonio. There you go, Mastro Antonio. There you yeah. have it. And in uh, in the behind the scenes documentary Under Pressure, which I don't know if you've seen, which is also incredible, but Jim, James Cameron refers to her as Emmy. He's like, oh, is he ready for Emmy? But I thought if we're going to refer to her tonight, we can just call her Mima because <laughs> that seems appropriate. <laughs> we should call M-E-M-A. her Mima. Yeah. Uh, we absolutely should. Mima. We absolutely should. Okay. Um, uh, just an incredible actress, um, just a stunning, a stunning woman uh, in general. Yeah. And uh, honestly, she was also, what was her other big one that she was in. I she mean, was well, in uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, Scarface uh, and Robin Hood. That yeah, was Prince the, of yeah. Thieves with, with Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. And then did a bro- bunch of like Broadway stuff I was looking up on her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, West Side Story and some some other sort of things. Yeah. No, she's amazing. She's she's fantastic. I mean, the whole the whole cast was great. Everyone did an incredible job and we'll we'll talk about them, I'm sure, yeah. when we dissect the movie and get into, you know, some of the things we took notes on. Absolutely. Um, Anything that you scribbled down, Andy, that was like extra appealing or interesting that you wanted to bring up? Not from the background. I have, you know, we'll mention we'll mention Michael Bean a little bit later because, uh-huh. um, yeah, he's he's a huge part of this movie. You know, he's the the big the big pro- protagonist. Yeah, or the Russians are. I don't know. The yeah, the Russians are just they're they're the looming threat. Yeah, you know, all the time, but we're, we're not really. We don't ever get into the Russians, you know. Yeah, I think there's a there's a, as I was dissecting a little bit more now, having you know, uh, had some years behind it. The the hero anti hero of these of this movie is is pretty interesting. So we'll we'll get into that, you know. But want to hear all about it, buddy? Want to hear as all it, as it caused me trauma, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, of course produced by uh, the incredible Gail Ann Hurd. Um, Gail Ann Hurd, at the time, I believe, was uh, was James Cameron's wife? No. Yes. I think so. 
Possibly. Yeah. We're going to say definitely yes. I believe at the time <laughs> it was his wife. He was either married to her or Kathleen Kennedy, but I believe he was married to Gail Ann Hurd uh, at the time, and they divorced right before Titanic. Uh, but they've remained partners, and she's produced like all of his things. And Gail Ann Hurd's incredible, like mega producer, has only done also <laughs> amazing movies. So, yeah. No. Shout Wasn't out to he you, married Gail Ann Hurd. Catherine Bigelow as well? Or no? Uh, yes, he was married to her. All these, all these kind of facts. Yeah, beats me. I think if you just say it with confidence, like yeah, that happened. And he then was someone... married. He was married to Catherine Bigelow. For yeah, sure. do you guys remember when he was married to Catherine Bigelow I... and uh, all those other people? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was married to her and uh, Gail and Hurd at the same time. That's, that's what, what I remember. That's what. That's that what I thought. Yeah. yeah. And if we're wrong, send us an email, and then we'll add this to uh, new business. In like nine episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the abyss was a the abyss was a metaphor for the gap in their relationship. So there we go. That's all why he wrote it. IMDb trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Gabo, uh, we're excited to talk about this uh, genuinely awesome movie and and frightening intense movie. Um, <laughs> we want to hear from you, man. We want to know. We have you on tonight. You put a lot of thought in this. Um, we you, I know you know we're pals and you've heard the show and. I've been bugging you since I think we've recorded the first one to be on and you put a lot of thought into it. You put a lot of time into it. Like, okay, I wanted to find something that, that meant something. So please, we are all ears. Would you tell us about when you saw this movie? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, a little bit of the history is I grew up in West Virginia. Uh, so actually I was, so I was born in West Virginia in 1982 and then moved to, you know, the, the high upscale neighborhood of Kentucky, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, shortly after, before moving back to West Virginia when my parents got divorced. So we're back in West Virginia, and we moved to um, what used to be an old summer camp um, in Cross Lanes, West Virginia. And not a lot going on there. So in terms of, <laughs> surprisingly... Uh, you know, in terms of, of media and all that sort of stuff. So I was probably, I was probably eight, I was seven years old. Cause I remember specifically getting a Rob Roscop skateboard for my seventh birthday when we lived in this like old converted house on this old summer camp. And so we, there was a lake and it was really cool. But, um, if you were a kid that had grown up watching any type of scary movie, it was the scariest place <laughs> that you could ever imagine because yeah. it's just like, there's water, there's old rundown cabins like that aren't being inhabited or didn't get fixed up. And then there's like a, a pier and a beach and it's all rusted. And, you know, it's like, you know, it was an awesome place to grow up, but like yeah. I didn't grow up on horror movies. So that place wasn't scary to me at all. So like, Later in life, when I was a teenager, and like, oh, we're gonna watch, you know, uh, Candyman, or we're gonna, you know, watch some cannibalism and Little Shop of, or no, not uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, <laughs> shoot, what's the one with Tim Curry where he eats people? Uh, Tim, uh, it? No, no, it's um. Where he dresses he dresses up in drag and uh, oh Rocky oh, Horror Rocky Picture Show yeah Rocky <laughs> Horror Picture Show I was like I was getting my giant plants mixed up with uh, <laughs> I was like that's not a dra- scary with dra- movie with drag queens no it's not it's it's like not but I, but the idea when you're a kid of like oh they they're eating people or whatever you're just like yeah this is this is beyond reality <laughs> right so yeah. 
the the town that I lived in was super small. I mean, it was called Cross Lanes because there was like one lane going this way, uh, you know, one lane going <laughs> east to west and one lane going north and south. And that was like the town. So there was no movie uh, rental establishment uh, to get things. So my mom started dating my now uh, stepdad, who was just the coolest guy, just a, a genius, genius dude. And he's, he's into movies and art and all that sort of stuff. So I think whenever I was, yeah. So the movie came out, I believe, in 1989. Yeah. Yeah. So it came out in 1989. And so probably, I mean, back then, I don't know. It always seemed like it was, what, like a year almost from when it was in theater to when it actually came out on the VHS tape. Yeah. And then you battled for like two months to get the... To mm-hmm. get a copy, you're like, oh, I can go in at, at Tuesday at 11 a.m. No one will have thought of that. And you go <laughs> yeah. in and all 20 copies are gone. You're, Son of a bitch. <laughs> when am I going to be able to watch Jurassic Park? It's because we didn't go We didn't go to the theater like much when I was a kid. So I was like, maybe it was a matter of finance or convenience or whatever it was. But not a lot of movies going on. I just remember like Monday was MacGyver night. And then whatever movies... <laughs> would come on like WGN. Like I can remember watching American Ninja like 40 times. Cause they're like a movie and it's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's watch it. <laughs> yeah. Also so, Michael Dudikoff, like <laughs> Michael Dudikoff. You gotta watch good, him. Good pull. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love those movies. <laughs> they're so good. I love, oh, anyway. So my, my stepdad, Charlie, he lived kind of downtown and then we lived, you know, on the outskirts and so he brought the abyss uh, to to watch one night, and I think either my my brothers were asleep or something. So it was three boys. We were in a room, and then my mom and sister were in a room. And so I, either everybody was asleep or whatever. But it was like, hey, I get to stay up and like watch a movie with with the adults. Mm-hmm. And it was it was the abyss. And so my you know it was probably like one of the one cool things that my mom did. you know where it was like okay you can watch a pg-13 movie because we're here like together referencing it and then my stepdad's cool like who knows if he saw it in the theater or not but i don't know my mom being very very conservative like you know i'm from a very conservative family so there was no rated r stuff there was no horror you know action was you know uh regulated to like what was on tv because they're like mm-hmm. oh if it's edited for tv it should be okay and then you know things were even you know more regulated at, at that time so it must have been 1990 whenever yeah. i watched it gotcha so yeah so i just remember staying up late one night and watching the abyss and then i think you know there were parts in that movie where my mom's like oh gosh <laughs> <sighs> i you didn't tell me, Char. You t- you didn't tell me that was going to be in there. And he's just like, I don't know. It's it's a it's a movie that I've never seen. It's so it's. <laughs> how am I gonna tell you, babe? That's how that that's how that process uh, works most of the time. Uh, so yeah, that's that's probably yeah that's that's the backstory of of me and uh, the abyss up to you know the screening thereof. But but yeah. Yeah. Well, in in watching it when you were a little guy. Were there things that you could kind of go back in your in your memory bank and and find? Oh yeah, that this one scene I remember as a little kid like blew me away. Like, were there specific things that just just killed you when you were watching it? Yeah, I mean, in terms like just just hit scene, or do you want to like take it sequentially, or like just anything that pops into mind? 
give us a couple of things like when you were a little guy, if you can recall, like, oh, yeah, this thing got me. uh, And then we'll talk about, you know, more about how that affected you. But I'm I'm just curious. Well, yeah, I think that probably the biggest effect, you know, when you're at that age of like developing fears or developing likes or dislikes or whatever it may be, is kind of, I mean, shooting straight to like the climax is the pivotal part of the film where it's like, as a human being, there's probably nothing worse than drowning in a confined space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so For sure. when, you know, when when Mima, uh is in the sub <laughs> and it's it's crashed, you know, and Michael Bean has just imploded because you're like, as a kid watching that, you're like, he's falling. Like, what? What happened? Like he he got crushed to death, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then it's a yeah. movie that makes you go and and do research, which unfortunately at the time was like at the library. But fortunately, my stepdad is a genius, so he's like, "Well, pressure, and you know, this is how this works, and you can't have oxygen, or else you know you'll be crushed and and die." And I'm like, "Oh, so <laughs> oh. don't go don't go deep in water ever." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so never go into that lake <laughs> over there. You got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The 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 lake where the floating white mask looks at me every once in a while. No big deal. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, the, the thought of, you know, it's like it's freezing, you're in a, a tight space, and there's only oxygen enough for one person. So the only thing to do is go without the one thing that you have to have constantly to live. <laughs> yeah. <know? Yeah. laughs> it's like, oh, okay, so what's the plan? I'm going to drag your dead body back. Yeah. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, Mima, we can bring you back. <laughs> and that's... You know, and so when you're watching that as a, I mean, I, like I said, uh, some details are a little, a little fuzzy. This was 31 years ago, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> roughly, you know, so, uh, but yeah, just the, you know, that thought of uh, being without air and, you know, and I'd say that's a, a fear for most humans, but to be in that situation where it's like, well, this is a, a, a terrible, terrible choice that you have that you have to make, and they've they've built up their relationship to that point, you know. And I think even as a kid, you kind of understand, you know, a, a little bit of whatever uh, love could be, like either between your parents or whatever you're comparing it to. Like, oh, he really cares about her, and he's going to have to watch her die. Yeah. And it's like yeah. that's that's pretty rough. But you know, from then, you know, but from that, it transitions right into probably, you know, everyone's kind of greatest memory, but not really, because uh, Andy mentioned it previously. It's like, I think that was my first set of uh, boobs on screen ever seen. I, you know I, what I, I mean? I have a similar note. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a really mixed emotions kind of a thing, I think, because like, if you're at that age, you're like, cool, boobs, first yeah. time, but you're like, but they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're great boobs, but you're like, nah, they belong to a yeah, dead one. Yeah, they're, they're, they're dead. So I guess like when, after he revives her, you're like, oh, you guys going to cut back to like live boobs? <laughs> you cut back. Let's, let's check yeah. on them titties, make sure they got plenty of oxygen. Get but some color I, back it up. That was definitely one of those moments where it's like, you know, ripped up. And, 
you know, it's done in such a way that you're just like, oh, this is like triage or this yeah. is like yeah. National Geographic or something like that. But then, of course, you know, from the corner of the room, my mom, oh, gosh, you know, like, <laughs> she saw those boobs a mile away. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that they did. It's like, yeah, this is like a, this is like watching a documentary at this point. Right. And so, yeah. but I mean, that was, that was, yeah, that was probably, you know, first time. So, I mean, that sticks out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pretty, pretty distinctly. And then there are lots of other moments. Like I remember the, the lights and the special effects being. Amazing, but I remember specifically when he throws his ring into the toilet, just being like, "What's? Wh- why is is toilet water on the bottom of the ocean so blue? Like, and why would you, why would you stick your finger in there? Oh, that's terrible." So I, you know, you don't understand what what blue <laughs> sanitizing whatever they're using down there, you know. So yeah, but uh, I don't know that that caused me any like trauma from reaching into a toilet ever, because obviously that's. <laughs> Obviously, that's still you did a go. That plenty, yeah, right? that, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, the, those I are think, all awesome, man. Thank dude, you for yeah. the the quick yeah. backstory. Overall, I think it is like the movie itself is kind of that thought of up to that point in your life, like everything's pretty tangible and pretty real, mm-hmm. but this is an entirely like unknown space that exists within the world that you live in mm-hmm. and is like incredibly, incredibly dangerous. And you just kind of have to believe that like, that's the way that shit goes down yeah. down there because <laughs> there's no, there's no other reference. Otherwise you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you take a Navy seal down there, one of them's going to lose their shit. Like you cannot, <laughs> you can't handle that. Don't take them down there. Yeah. So only yeah, take a ragtag team of like cowboy Hicks to run a like multi-billion dollar oil rig. So that was my favorite part of the entire thing is just the crew who's in charge of this uh, clearly like multi-billion <laughs> yeah. dollar thing. <laughs> This guy's hanging out in their underwear, just banging on stuff with wrenches. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same in in Aliens, too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's created these worlds where it's just like anybody that, you know, you you have a body and you can show up somewhere, you're good for this job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you you pulling these people from? Like, anybody that I grew up with in West Virginia was like, there's no way I'd put them on the bottom of the ocean and that kind of a thing. <laughs> I mean, you might put them in the bottom of the ocean and just not worry about them and say that's yeah. where you live now, but they'll be hope, fine. Yeah. Hope the pressure <laughs> gets to them and just <laughs> crush. They'll make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Andy, how about you, dude? Do you remember seeing this movie as a kid? So it was one of those things rewatch well, not getting to the rewatch yet, but like just thinking about it beforehand. We before even watching it, you know, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, like, man, okay, what do I remember of this movie? And I the first thing that I wrote down was that I I remember this movie being like like a movie for grown ups. It was one of those things where like yeah, yeah. like, oh, this is like a grown up movie. Like and I remember like we were gonna watch it and you know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of talking and a lot of stuff that went over my head as a kid. So I remember thinking like, Oh, this is like a boring grown up movie. I don't really have much time for this until you see a rat get drowned in some <laughs> pink sludge and i remember that sticking out more than anything and just going like what are they doing like that <laughs> guy's like, hurting the oh, rat oh, oh the rat's totally fine you know that's gonna be all right but as a little kid i'm just like oh my gosh they are just drowning a rat on the screen yeah and just this 
stuff fills in its lung, this ambiotic fluid sort of stuff that poly, you can now breathe liquid. I forget what, anyway, sorry. They called it something specifically yeah. in the, anyway. Some sort of, something fluid, something yeah. carbon fluid. Oxygenated polycarbon fluid, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things then too where I was like, oh man, is that stuff, that's, that's, that's amazing stuff. I need to get my hands on some of that stuff <laughs> yeah. because if I could just have that with me, and I've ever got to fall at a pool or something, take a quick swig from my Gatorade bottle. Just swig and you're good, baby. I'm good to go. I'm, it's in my lungs now. I'm down at the bottom of the pool. I'm hanging out with uh, with the, the 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 pool cleaning machine. The fish. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. All, the, all the rats that have tried it. All the rats yeah. that have tried to hang out down there with me. <laughs> and it, it'll be good. But yeah. seeing that scene was one of those things I was thinking about. Like, okay, what do I remember? They drowned the rat. But it doesn't drown because it's fine because there's pink sludge. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, Kaz, the uh, the blue toilet water. I remember that. But thinking back on it, I thought it was because they were down at the bottom of the ocean and whatever food they had to eat just made their shit super blue. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. Like, like astronauts? Like yeah, they ate weird astronaut they ate food? weird pressurized food. <laughs> That just like made up like you're down at the bottom. And just, oh, we gotta get this seaweed, and we're just shitting pure blue. <laughs> you know, I was a little kid. That's like, a little kid thing to think. Yeah, about. like oh, weird. So when he sticks his hand in, it's all blue, and like oh, yeah. it's covered in poop. <laughs> the poo poo, blue poop. Yeah. You know, seaweed. I don't know. Like they're they're squishing up carp or something down there. They're just squishing up carp. That's what they're eating the whole time. (laughs) More carp? Yes, please. Seaweed and carp. Those deep sea carp. Just just get vivid, vivid blue poop. Yeah. Are carp not in the ocean? (laughs) I'm going to let you Google where carp live. Send us an email. It ain't in the marinara trench. I'll tell you that right now. Delicious. Tilapia, maybe. Yeah. 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 You might get a good Chilean sea bass down there, but that's about it. And then, the, more than anything, though, the thing that stuck out to me is obviously the the ghost, the ghost babies, the ghost aliens, the water ghost, water especially ghost. the the water ghost worm, yeah, where it's just a face. Mm-hmm. And in my in my little kid mind, I connected that thing turning its face from you know Mima to Ed Harris forever was just those weird pin. Like art slat things, you know where you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time that I ever grab one of those and I push it on my face, I immediately think of the abyss. Like, <laughs> haha, I'm now a water alien baby, and there it is, <laughs> a water ghost. I'm now a water ghost baby, <laughs> and here we go. This is, this is part of the, the abyss. Time is now. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I got. Nice. That that's my memories of this movie, and then yeah, a lot of the other stuff just going over my head. Like I remembered all the. The alien, you know, the alien stuff, the ghost babies. I keep calling babies. The water ghost. <laughs> babies and, is fine. Well, they could be babies. Yeah. I don't know. We have no are. idea how old they are. I don't know yeah. what's going on with these ghosts. I don't know what's going on with these babies. <laughs> All I know is that people are stuck down in the in the trench. Yeah. And it's it's dangerous. <laughs> and that's what I that's what I remember from this movie. And there's not really like a big effect except for, you know, uh, blue poop. Yeah. Yeah. Blue poop. So, well, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the you know the breathing the fluid like with with the rat, which was pretty crazy because they did that for real. It worked on rats. 
Yeah. Um, uh, I, they they had to kill like fifteen rats, right? They said they did it five times, uh-huh. and the only reason that they cut was because the rats kept pooping, like out of anxiety. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. but they would they would pull them up, they would drain it out of the lungs, and they sent all five rats to the vet, totally fine. But the Whoa. but the one human that tried it nearly died, and so like Ed Harris, being the precious resource that he is, it's like, well, let's figure out like how to you know make a helmet to where it looks. Yeah, they just like did the it. double glass. Yeah, but like when you look at it, it you know it looks incredible, and it's still like incredibly dangerous. Like he almost uh, died. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. the production was an, a nightmare all around. But <laughs> yeah, that that scene specifically, if like if you're a kid and you're already thinking like, oh man, like no oxygen in a tight space, like even more terrifying is like being surrounded by people who can help you while you purposely drown to try and breathe and they do nothing. You right. know, they're like, it's okay. He's fine. It's yeah. like, no, he's, he's drowning in a puddle basically. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can't That's, escape this. It's totally so, cool. Let yeah, it fill his lungs. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You're just, take, you die a little take, and then you're okay. Take it into your lungs. <laughs> just pretend you're a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, Shit. Stop shitting at Stop Harris. Sh- yeah. <laughs> it's so blue. It's yeah. so fucking blue. Why is it so blue, bud? Bud. Bud. Uh, Gabe, what about you? How did this affect you? How you've seen it, your stories of the initial times. Yeah. So, um, Gabe, I'm glad that you suggested this because this was <coughs> this is the definition of this podcast. I put this film out of my mind because of an insanely traumatic thing that happened to me when I was five. I oh. almost drowned. Uh oh. It was it was the craziest thing. So I'm a little kid. I'm at my aunt's house who lives on this uh she lived in this like planned community and there was like a little lake in the middle of everything. And um I'm with my uncle who's you know, I'm five and he's four years older than me, so he's nine. And uh he is we're both like at the edge of in her backyard at the edge of this you know, at the bank, you know, and, and there's the, the waters there and there's fish and the fish are used to old people like coming out and feeding them. So the fish are just like hanging out and, you know, oh, I see little kids. I see people like they're going to feed me. Oh, so no. they're hanging out. So we're like, oh, that's super cool. And we're just like looking at the fish and stuff. We didn't have food for them or nothing, but we're looking at them. And then my uncle is like egging me on, like try to touch one, try to touch one. And I'm too scared. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then the fish like go, oh, you know, you guys are dicks. You're not giving us food. So they leave. A dead one is like belly up and like <laughs> floating over. <laughs> like I remember it distinctly. Like it was big and it was yellow and it was very dead. And it's laying on its side, so dead. And it's just floating over to us. And I'm like, oh, that one's not weird. I can just get that one. That's easy. And I go to get it and I slip and I go right into the water. And all I remember as a little kid um, after that happened is I remember seeing like that it was really deep, like, and I got so scared and I just like sucked in all the water and then black, and I don't remember. Oh. Yeah, it was horrifying. Jeez. It was really really bad. Yeah. Well, so the story goes, my grandfather. Ralph Murdoch, who's incredible, and we'll talk about him when we do uh, my Nightmare on Elm Street episode, because he let me watch Nightmare on Elm Street. It was pretty great. Mm. Um, <laughs> Grandpa apparently went in thinking it was like a pond uh, and just went under <laughs> himself. Like he, he he like walked in, like like ran in, like, oh, I'm going to go grab 
my little grandson and went like under and was like, oh shit, like oh, I have no. to actually swim. So That's he deep, swam yeah. over to me. He thought he was just going to walk. Like, so he pulls me out, apparently like beats the hell out of me. And I just like spit up all the water. And then I, re- the next thing I remember is standing like naked with a towel around me in my aunt's like kitchen. And I'm just like dripping wet. Holy shit. Yeah, it was like, it was insane. So I didn't didn't learn how to swim until I was like 13. Like, I was terrified of the water. So that happened. I saw the abyss with my mother, Brenda, who's incredible, who we talk about on this show a lot because mom showed me so many uh, inappropriate (laughs) things. Uh, Mom watched this movie with me. I think my dad was in the room, and my sister was definitely not. She was probably already in bed. Uh, I saw this when I was probably around 10. And this movie messed me up, boy. This movie made me go like, no, like, ah, like I was so scared of this movie when it was happening. And I just watched it with with such anxiety the entire time. Jeez. So freaked out, like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst. This is so terrible. I can't believe this. Like, oh, man. And and thinking back, like the things that specifically stuck in my mind were, you know, number one, like the ghost worm thing like in my head that wasn't a good moment like Mm. i can still remember that like it wasn't like that that part is amazing it's like this alien thing like smiling and like you know showing signs of like hey i want to be your pal or like i'm here for you guys or whatever you know it's being friendly at the very least i saw that as it was mima and then it was bud and then it was like a demon face, which it never was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the guy, I mean, I guess it makes like kind of an angry, it makes like an angry face when the guy like closes the door on it. And when when Beans closes the door on yeah. it and then it pops back up and it's like, <laughs> fuck you. And then it goes away. Like it makes a mean face, I think. Uh, so I remembered like that and it was like a scary thing. And then I distinctly remember um, green slime. So not what's in the movie, but green slime was like, <laughs> everyone was drinking green slime like that was just my head like they would drink green slime and like horrifically die like totally not real that you know where that came from was uh from uh from alien when uh what's his name is dying and like the white the robot dude i'm totally losing my mind Uh, uh johnny five yeah johnny five you know what i'm talking about in alien like as he's like dying like he spits the white yeah oh my gosh people are yeah 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 yeah, for sure yeah, everyone's yelling at us. Me especially. I should know this. I love oh, that movie. I've seen it. T- I have it right there. It's Ian, special edition. Um, Ian, anyway, Ian, huh? Mc, Ian, Ian McComb, Ian something, Ian Holmes. It's, it's I don't know. It's uh, yeah. Fuck. It's Gandalf. <laughs> he's he's in. <laughs> it's Bilbo. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Bilbo. That's who it is. Um, no. Anyway, but yeah. Anyway, yes. so it, it's it's my brain <laughs> melding those things together, like yeah. gross white stuff flying out of his mouth, and everyone in this movie just drinking peak slime and dying. And then, uh, and then of course, I remember it burned into my mind every second of it when they're in the the little like submersible thing, and they're like, "Okay, I'm gonna. My plan is I'm going to die. I'm gonna drown." Yep. And you're gonna take me, and I just I remember that as a kid. It was so vivid. It was nuts. So, so there you go. There's my story of seeing it. <laughs> Dude, intense. Did did do you remember anybody um, telling you whether or not your grandfather called you a cast iron bitch while he beat on your chest <laughs> to bring you back to life? <laughs> That's what brought me back, Gabe. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, good. He'd wow. he'd seen that scene and was like, I know what to do. Yeah, he's like, I got this. Well, I maybe, got this. <laughs> You're a cast iron bitch with tits that don't quit. <laughs> you never gave up on anything your whole life. All shock. five years of it or however. Shock the tits again. Shock the tits again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, like uh, with with like an, a, a movie in space, like there's always the over or the always the looming threat of drowning or being out of air. Yeah. So regardless of what other layers you you stack in there, there's always just like you're in a place that can kill you if anything goes wrong. Right. Like yeah. from the very yeah. beginning of that movie, like from the submarine crash, like all the way through the end to like not decompressing. And they're like, ah, yeah, they're magic. So they, they fixed us. And it's like, oh, okay, fine, cool. I believe it. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, always, yeah, everyone is like, so concerned. They're like, no, we didn't decompress. We're going to explode. Yeah, we should be dead. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so effective, effective filmmaking that way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So then, okay, so this was, was definitely something that, that had a lasting impression on you. As you were, you know, growing up, any of these things that that initially freaked you out, did you carry any of it, any of it with you? You know, maybe looking back, you can see that, or or no, not so much. I guess you know, not so much. Like I said, like I, you know, there weren't a lot of like fears carried through. Like uh, I feel like through my childhood, like whatever it may be, like we'd go we'd go deer hunting with my uncle and stuff, and we'd go in at like. 4 a.m. and it's just like, all right, we're gonna walk into the woods in pitch black darkness with no light, just to make sure that you know the deer are, and then just sit here in the, by this tree by yourself until you know the sun comes up and you can see things. You're like, okay, <laughs> you know, it wasn't until later and later in life people are like, that is terrifying. I was like, hmm, that's just that's just <laughs> what, what we did. did. We grew up on we grew up in a murder camp that was just like, oh, <laughs> this is this is all very normal. So I think yeah. other than just like, you know, that that fear of just drowning, you know, where it's just being out of air is 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 terrifying, you know. It's just like I said, the one thing that you can't go without being deprived of it, then it's just like uh so I mean, that's carried through. I'm I mean, like claustrophobia I thought mm-hmm. might be a thing, but I was like, ah, as as I've experienced that, you know, later in life, I'm like Oh, that's not a big deal. Like, other than, like, if you couldn't move, I think that would be scary. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. if you couldn't even if you couldn't even thrash around before you died, like, that's even more terrible. <laughs> um, because, like, all hope is just taken from you. And you're just like, well, I guess I'm just going to breathe all this water and adios. That's it. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but no, 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 nothing... Nothing like that. I think, you know, more in adult life now and making films is just being able to, like, you know, take pieces from that movie that are, are really useful because it's, you know, it's so well done. But Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not this podcast. So, like, right. screw, that, <laughs> screw that. Yeah, <laughs> We can talk about the positive things that, that happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> looking at this movie and, and having it be, you know, Jim Cameron being an inspiration, like, that's okay. You can talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a rat um, murderer, so you should. <laughs> he's, he's a stupid rat murderer. Uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen that doc, it's pretty spectacular. Apparently I, it's haven't. Just, I it's haven't. A night, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's a nightmare uh, story. I guess 
I won't get into it. I'll leave everybody to go watch it for themselves. But it's like the first day of filming, Jim Cameron said to Ed Harris, "Is like welcome to my nightmare." And it's like, dude, that's that's day one of, yeah, like, who knows, a hundred days. Like that's a that's a bad note to start on. But like, <laughs> yeah. what a what a leader he was to like get all that stuff done. Because I've done a couple of commercial shoots uh, with you know underwater housing or lighting or whatever you're gonna do, and it's just so slow. It's mm-hmm. You know, if you have two pages to shoot, then it's like, well, you know, schedule three days. <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> it just, it takes forever. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, anyway. that was my major takeaway on the rewatch, like from a production standpoint, like seeing <clears throat> just that set and being like, oh my gosh, like they're climbing a ladder here and jumping this catwalk there and they're here. And then like 40% of, of like this whole hour is underwater and it's like, yeah, they're in a stage, but still they're underwater and they're jumping back and forth and people are holding their breath and there's, you know, there's the divers right over there with the air tank. But it's nuts. It's just crazy when you think about that. And yeah. It's one of those the, things that, yeah, I, I was watching it this time around just like, what? It, how did they even film this? They're just like, it's just them swimming. You know, that's got to be a sound stage or something. But yeah. like still like that's Ed Harris swimming like yeah under a bunch of water and yeah. like. A ripped Ed Harris. I mean, and he's like <laughs> 75 years old right yeah, now. Yeah, back so. then he was 109, and he's just, just like, ripped. Hold my cane while I get into a fight with Michael Bean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anything, Andy, from this that might have stuck with you? I mean, I already you know, buried the – I already had the annoying thing of saying I was terrified of water forever. But Man, so, I mean, the only thing is kind of getting to the, the rewatch already is like starting that off. I realized that whole beginning scene of them, you know, in the sub, in the and, sub. It cr- and, and it crashing everything made me realize that's why I never wanted to ride the damn submarine ride at Disneyland. <laughs> and and it, 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 it's, it's, it's a stupid little thing, but I this was the movie where I went, oh, that's why, because I don't want to get in that damn death box and die here at the Magic Kingdom <laughs> Yeah, because they're going to have to pull me out. It's going to be a regular mission. Everyone's prepared for it, but they're going to find me. And there's going to be a damn Sebastian's going to be climbing in and out of my mouth, and, <laughs> like that, yeah. and I, I don't I don't need that on me and my family finding my body, and it's all because of this movie. Um, and I will say it right now. I'll just go ahead and get to my line. Hey, Gabe, uh, Kaz. Hey, fuck you for making me watch this movie, man. Because this woke <laughs> this woke something in me where I forgot it was there. Because, oh, nice. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't like this feeling that I'm remembering watching this movie. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have uh, said something as colorful to Hannah, the Obanath. <laughs> <laughs> Making us rewatch Ren and Stimpy. Fuck you, lady. Oh, well, that was enjoyable. You. Yeah, this just kidding, Hannah. We love like, you. This immediately, I was like, Oh shit! No, yeah. I don't like this. Yeah, that that was like just, my visceral reaction. I mean, not that I was cursing you, Gabe, uh, <laughs> but my visceral reaction was like as soon as the the submarine stuff went down at the beginning, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, oh no, and I, you just you feel tense, tense the entire time. And you know, again, kudos, incredible, effective yeah. filmmaking, just so, claustrophobic, yeah. and just I'm going to drown. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, fuck Lots this guy. Of, yeah. Lots of tension. But that, that opening scene does set up that hero-anti-hero thing, is that the whole thing 
the whole movie is caused by the water ghost's curiosity, right? Like they're it the is. saviors at the end of the movie, but they cause the damn sub to wreck. And they so, do. you they know, do. all the, the, the crew members, I think they had like four crew members die and then maybe one of the Marines died. And then, you know, uh, Kyle Reese imploded and it was just a mess <laughs> because water ghosts are so curious. Like they're, a, just, they're just little alien cats. Yeah. They're little scamps. <laughs> they're just they're little ghost babies <laughs> swimming around. And they're like, what is that? I'm a crash it. We're just toys to them. You know what they are? They are the aliens from Mac and me with huge Elton John butterfly suits. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> that was one of my notes. <laughs> That's it. It's just there a weird. There couldn't be a more perfect description, I don't think. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we rewatched this movie. Yeah. We've talked about a few things. Gabe, what jumped out at you with the rewatch, man? What were some highlights? What were some things that really, that really, uh, you know, stuck in your craw or just stuck out? Gosh, after, you know, 15 years of, of, of making movies, you consider the logistics of, of that thing. So, you know, you try to, try to watch, you know, it, when you're educated to a point, right, you watch movies differently. And you're like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to watch this to enjoy. And it's like, guess what? Impossible. You're going to notice <laughs> yeah. something else going on. So, I mean, just the, just the scale of it is, is, is wild. But the thing that I think I appreciated more now, you know, it was like, oh, you know, I didn't re- understand like Cuba and Russia and like, you know, any of the tension that was going on with the U.S. because of the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, uh, decades before. And it was like, oh, that relationship was still like a bit rocky. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, you know, I didn't understand that. But the they they tie up so many like story points from a, you know, filmmaking perspective, like, we're going to introduce this and we're going to pay it off. It's the Chekhov's gun. It's like, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And everything, everything paid off. And, you know, I was like, man, I feel like a lot of that can be missing in a lot of like the content that's being churned out now. It's like, oh, this is cool. Like, let's do this and put it in there. And it's like, mm, how does it play into the story? You know yeah. what I mean? And we, we've had tons of these discussions when doing our film. It was like, oh, this is hilarious. But how do we, you know, tie it how, in how does it actually fit and move the story along right yeah and so it's like whether it's you know i forget the character's name but when they're drowning the rat like he snaps a light stick and that light stick comes back and it plays when like he can't see color later on when when he's cutting the wires and i was like yeah. oh even that crap you establish like briefly like you know what i mean so i think now it's less about like the majesty of like wow you you know you created these things and you're underwater and it's more about the the small story points that they mm. that they covered throughout, and I was like, "Wow, just a lot of detail." And to do that with all the logistics of filming underwater for that amount of time is pretty yeah. wild. So, yeah. yeah, good point. I mean, we we've, we've never had someone give an actual you know expert analysis, like even though it was a snapshot, but we've we've always on the rewatch people. Um, do what Andy and I are about to do, and that's yeah. just lay out a bunch of dumb bullshit. <laughs> so, so thank you so much for that, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, you know, lighting stuff underwater is is crazy. You know, to just accomplish and accomplish well, and just so dangerous because it was like, okay, you're yeah. you're lighting this seven million gallon tank in an old nuclear or uh, abandoned nuclear reactor silo. 
That's where they shot this thing. He was like, oh, we're going to go to South Carolina. I think Gaffney if is in one of, is in a Carolina. And they filled it up. And he's like, well, what? They were like, what about this tank? And he's like, what about this huge, gigantic one that no one would ever think to flood and shoot a movie in? How about that? And they're like, I guess, you know? <laughs> if you want, dude. Yeah, and cover it with a tarp and put little black beads on top so that it, you know, is total darkness because it was not covered. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, what a frigging cool, fun challenge nightmare, you know, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to do that. But also, you know, when, a, when VFX were, were being done, you know, it's like, that's a whole nother set of trivia there with, you know, how the technology was developed in the abyss and how it went on to become the T-1000. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and at the time where the actors, it was like, that's a, that's a pretty new thing to like interact with something that's not there. Mm-hmm. And so that was another thing too, going back, you know, from an actor's perspective, I was just like, wow, the only way to sell this is from their performance, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And it was like, good job. Like, I'm sure you guys are, are wrecked after being underwater for 10 hours and then, doing whatever else you know so not as wrecked as the crew i'll always give crew the the benefit the benefit of the doubt because i've been on many many sets where you know as an actor you're you're there you have to be on call and ready to go um and that's your that's your job so whether it's five hours or seven hours like you are just sitting there and it's a totally different you know mental versus physical strain but at the same time i was like well you're not hefting you know stands underwater and having to like check to make sure you don't die from yeah deoxygenation. Like, oh, hey like, we need a we need a break real quick because yeah. you know jerry over here can't breathe <laughs> even no the actors were doing that too but it was like a lot of time you're either chilling underwater or you know whatever but um yeah but just a, a monumental undertaking done to you know perfection mm-hmm. i gotta yeah, check out this documentary i know you're making me really yeah. want to see the documentary man <laughs> Andy, what jumped out at you, dude, on the rewatch? Well, okay, I'll follow. I'll follow Kaz being <laughs> just super articulate well, I, about everything. Here, so. I'll, I'll, I can break the ice with my first note. <laughs> what, what's your first note? Well, my first note was going to be "fuck you, Kaz." Well, but. yeah, well, you gave that. Okay, you, so. yeah, you <laughs> already did does that it, one. Does it help if I say "poop"? I can say the <laughs> word "poop" just to transition. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Poop. poop. My first note was "submarines are scary." Yeah. <laughs> okay cool i feel good there you go uh, i then also wrote oh my god is that john connor's dad <laughs> um so michael bean has been in so many james cameron movies and he's been in so many cool things i have not known that actor's name until two days ago when i did some research for this movie it was mm. always just oh that's kyle reese oh that's uh Corporal Hicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the guy from The Abyss. Yeah. That's Johnny Ringo from Tombstone. I never knew that actor's name. And I don't think there's an actor on this planet who has been in so many movies that I love that I do not know their fucking name <laughs> more than this dude. It was just always, oh, that's Kyle Reese. And I just, I did not know. Gun to my head. And who is this guy? I would have been like, I, was, I don't know. Michael Bean wouldn't have come out. Yeah. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. That's yeah. him. <laughs> but yeah, you had no idea. So it was just like, oh, is that Kyle Reese? It is. <laughs> Holy shit. What's his name? Kyle Reese. Kyle, Kyle Reese, right? <laughs> oh, Reese Cup. Yeah. Um, 
Also, Chris Elliott's in this movie? Yeah. What the yeah. shit? Cabin boy, dude. Cab- is this, is this and a- he's playing a cabin boy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Did this give the idea for cabin boy? Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. This is part of the cabin boy universe. You want him the whole time just to kind of like do more Chris Elliott sort of things, you know, like in Groundhog's Day when he does that spin when he's like a fraction. <laughs> yeah. I just want him to do that. Yeah. But he never does. And I think, James, you did so many, James Cameron. You did so many things right. You missed the mark on that one, dude. You <laughs> yeah. had you had the golden nugget in your hands, and you didn't have him say, these pipes are clean or anything. <laughs> just, you didn't have him say a line that he would read eight years later or five years later. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he in Scream 2? Why didn't he reference any of that shit? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> or Scary yeah. Movie. Sorry, not yeah, Scream. Scary Movie. He, he jacked it up, man. He could have had a little hand and everything. I don't. Chris <laughs> Elliott. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I'll give one more note since we're, we're running a little long. Oil rig workers, man. Oil rig workers. What is up with oil rig workers having to save the damn world? Yeah. In what? every movie, it's the oil rig workers hey, that save the world. Hey, there's an asteroid yeah. coming to the planet. Oil rig workers. Hey, there's a nuclear sub down at the bottom of the ocean that's going to blow up. Oil rig workers. What in yeah. the world is going on? That like, the U.S. government is just like, I know what we need to help us. The last line of defense. Oil, Oil workers. workers. They can get down there. They're gritty. You're yeah. already saying they got this cowboy mentality, mm-hmm. and they just they can they can get after it. You know, they, <laughs> they told these boys, okay, you're gonna face certain death. We'll give you triple overtime, and they're all like, "Woo!" Like they were firing guns in the air. Yeah. <laughs> like they were so excited. They're like, "Hell yeah, let's do this!" Yeah, it's like, dude, do the math. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not that much, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it just it's absolutely wild. And I mean, they go on their first mission to go see, or like the recovery mission. And, like, one of the guys says, like, they see a couple dead bodies. He's like, we knew we were going to see this. Calm down. It's yeah. like, what? Yeah. These are oil rig workers. <laughs> yeah. Just calm- don't be a baby oil rig worker. <laughs> he yeah. saw a crab come out of that guy's mouth. Shit. No, yeah. They're all, yeah, civilians. Yeah. I, it's interesting in movies. One of my theory uh, papers in like uh, film school, I came up with a theory. It was called the uh, theory of hierarchical unintelligence. And basically it means like all the smart people in a movie, when something goes bad, becomes completely worthless. Yeah. Like they just, they go to shit and all the blue collar people are just like, we know exactly what to do because life sucks. We're used <laughs> to dealing with it. Yeah. Like just get it done. <laughs> and that's what happens. That's, yeah. that's actually brilliant, man. Yeah. Cause that's at the end of the day, they're going to make it happen. Yeah. Because I got to get to tomorrow. It just got to happen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I think uh, it's a Got to have that triple OT. I'd like to read that paper one day. Triple OT. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you can get so oh, much McDonald's yeah, I, with some triple OT. I burned OT. all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You can get your girl something nice for that, too. Yeah, I burned all of that. <laughs> um, sorry. My, I, I, I sorry, my I connection is, is um, a little skippy. Yeah. Hang on. What did you say, Gabo? Uh, sorry, yeah, you're breaking up just a little bit. Let me see if I can fix this. All right, you there? We are here. Okay, that's okay. Awesome. All right. Good to go. 
And you had one more note? I got one more note. I forgot about it. It was on the other page. How much drugs does James Cameron do, man? Like, to come up with this idea with all the, the, the ghost alien babies. And have you ever, did you ever hear the story about on Titanic where the whole crew got dosed with, it was either acid or LSD because it got into, like, their craft service and everybody got jacked up? No, I so, did not. So that's that's a story from Titanic. Another you might have heard of it, you know. Uh, James Jim Cameron? Uh, James, Jim Cameron? No. Jamie Cameron. The iceberg film. Yeah. The iceberg film. The ah, iceberg. I, so I they're filming that. that. It's another water thing. He does these things with water. Yeah. Big sets. <laughs> it's kind of his thing, you guys. Yeah. But on that set, everyone got I don't know, they've never been able to figure it out who did it, what happened, but the entire crew, actors, everybody got doused with I can't remember if it's LSD or acid, but everyone got jacked the shit up. Is there a difference? I thought I don't know. Acid Is was there... just the street name for LSD. I know it's not PCP. Right. We know a lot about we, PCP. We know, on this we know a lot about PCP now. <laughs> I know it's not PCP. Yeah. So it was one of the other ones. If they're the same thing, who let you letters, get on the um, email. Write to us. Tell us what the difference between LSD and acid is. Maybe they're the same thing. Maybe. Okay. But anyway, know. so everybody got, so, got dosed. I'm thinking that was James Cameron doing it. Being like, hey, fuck this. Let's get dirty. And just got everyone high. Because he's just been getting high all these years. Coming up with alien babies. It's getting the juices flowing. Future robots. Future robots. Yeah. He's like, oh, my juices are flowing. And I think that's what's going on. He's on a shit ton of drugs. He gave it to everybody on Titanic. He took most of the drugs to make this movie. That's all I got. Yeah. Gabe, what do you got for us, man? <laughs> what stuck out for you? Those are good. Those are good. Thank you. We, we've said so many things that were already in my notes. I'll give you a couple of highlights. Um, you know, I do these while I'm watching the movie. So this is a glimpse into how I watch a film. This, this poignant uh, thought <laughs> was scribbled down. The ocean sucks. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I I hate the ocean. <laughs> the ocean is terrifying. It's so scary. It's so scary. I don't want to be down in it. I don't want to. I'm fine being on top of it as long as land is like just out of reach. If I can jump, I'll land on some land. Like I'm fine okay, with that. Okay. You know, like get me in a duffy boat in a harbor. I'm I'm way into that yeah. ocean. All right. Give me on a pier, even man. Sometimes piers are too far out there. They are Short, too far. Shorten the pier. Give me a short pier. <laughs> short, shallow. Pier. Short pier and a long jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it helps if I'm around really good swimmers too. I feel just a lot better. So, um, I I put in this that uh, so when the crane goes down, knocks them over scary and crazy wild that's when you know like okay well they're officially untethered from the the aircraft carrier or whatever up above they're boned for a good little while things are going to get real ser- serious real soon i just wrote like that damn rat in a bag ruined everything mm. because creepy <laughs> little dildo jones uh the the tech guy with his rat who's always hanging out which is just the weirdest shit the guy puts his bag, his rat in a bag, and I'm like, oh, it's a mercy killing. He's putting his rat in a Ziploc <laughs> yes. bag. It's going to suffocate. That's that's weird that James Cameron would do that, but all right, the guy's doing it, you know? And then all hell's breaking loose. All he has to do is close the door. All he's got to do is close the door, but he's just like, ah, oh, my rat. 
This <laughs> stupid piece of shit rat. I have to pick it up. It's already drowned four times with pink slime, but I'm going to pick this rat up. I'm going to save it uh, and screw everybody. So, yeah, Gabe, you're right that the uh, the water ghosts were the cause of, of this in the first place, but nerdlinger McGentlemeyer, that dildo with his stupid rat bag, like, <laughs> that guy damned everyone on this entire mission. And I think, you know, that should have come to light, and they should have beat him to death at the end, like in uh, Death Proof. They all should have gone around and just kicked him to death. <laughs> when, they, when they surface, they're like, we should be dead. And they're like, you're right. And then they just beat the crap out of him on the top yeah, he of says it, the alien like, city. Yeah. <laughs> they wink at the alien. They decompressurize him, and he just blows up. <laughs> yeah, the aliens just like wiggle, or they just go like, <laughs> like in Mac and Me. You got it. You know what's up. I knew where you were going. You knew it. All right. So more more serious notes. I always knew jellyfish were aliens. Jim Cameron is obsessed with those things. They're all over the abyss. And then Avatar. I'm pretty sure there's a cut scene at the end of Titanic where jellyfish eat Jack. And then I wrote, "Fucking Cameron is worse than Tarantino with feet." <laughs> it's always jellyfish with this jellyfish. Idiot. Uh, and Jim then, Cameron did uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. He did the Last Airbender. Yeah, Fuck, I he didn't did know the that. he did the animated the uh, anime. Fuck yeah, Anim- he animated all like six hundred episodes. Um, yeah. And then uh, I said, yeah, okay, James Cameron, we get it. The military is bad. Okay, yep, all right, we get that. That was pretty heavy handed, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the battle under underwater, where uh, Bud and uh, Mima. <laughs> I know her name and this is Mima so much better. But where Bud and Mima are just getting destroyed by Michael Bean or uh Mr. Bean. They uh, that 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 scene is awesome and it's also kind of silly. I think it's the I think the movie is so intense and awesome the entire time. That's the one scene where I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of funny." Yeah. Like it's kind of silly cuz they're just like bouncing off each other. And you, I mean they're trying to get away, so they're not doing it for fun. But it's like, oh, it, it, you have glass everywhere. You yeah. can't sustain those those impacts over and over again because you would just immediately, especially at that pressure, you just implode. Yeah. That'd be the yeah. end of you. You'd just be, you know, soda can just just collapse. Uh, so anyway, there you go with that. And then uh, the 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 heroic. The, the the big move that Ed Harris does at the end of this film, where he suits up and is going to go, you know, uh, 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 clip the wire on the nuke, okay? He's going to go down. Why? Because it has to be somebody. All right, sure. Why? Because he's the star. That's why he has to go yeah. do it. But <laughs> I'm looking at this the whole time, and I'm, I, I did a rewatch with my wife, and since he's falling for 45 minutes and you know it's it's shot in real time so you have plenty of time to talk about it the whole time we're just like why is he doing this why does he have to go do that whole thing isn't it really far away i get it that it's a nuke and that's bad and there's but aren't there like 25 other nukes on the submarine <laughs> like right around the corner why is this dickhead in this suit falling for 45 minutes also sorry james cameron you're you're a master storyteller you are clearly on acid if you want me to believe that some dildo in a spacesuit can fall 18,000 feet into the center of the earth and not be completely crushed. That's just right. that's 
that's impossible. So, you know, I did not suspend my disbelief. That whole time I was furious. <laughs> well, he had, he had the pink stuff in his throat. I get that, and that gives you magic powers, I, I assume. Right. But it, it, brings, it, it brings Vigo to life, yeah, and it makes it, you it can, breathe underwater. It can make the Statue of Liberty dance. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on, dude. Pink slime's what? amazing. That is true. That is true, guys. <laughs> That was I can scratch that note off of my list that I'm keeping. I was like, has anybody made a Ghostbusters 2 reference? No? All right. Just making sure. Got it. But also, yeah, how much cocaine can you do like in scuba gear and still have a cohesive story? You know, yeah. I think is, is also the question. Like I'm the way atmospheric pressure works, I don't think that that cooperates well with uh cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's that's worked into the budget up until like 2003 cocaine wasn't expendable yeah oh, yeah absolutely oh, for yeah. sure it's just called go-go powder <laughs> yeah hey, props item. did we get any, yeah, enough of that go-go powder oh you, you, for the for the Mima resuscitation scene yeah you, yeah we got yeah that whole time everyone's just applauding her for being a great actress and jim cameron is just like i really hope they can bring her back we killed her. <laughs> we killed her for real. Yeah. Oh shit. Hey, Ed Harris. Uh, fight, fight for her longer. Keep this going. Yeah. Can we, you just we, keep going? We need to stretch this scene. Hey, you just say there. Oh fuck. Yeah. The, we do? What the, are we gonna do? Oh, she's back. Yeah. Amazing. The director's cut will be 171 minutes now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the end with the the aliens. They were just. It was awesome, and this movie's great. Yeah, it's, this it's, movie's great. It's not, you know, I don't mean to make fun of it. I mean, I'm pretty sure James Cameron's gonna be okay, uh, if even if I did just make yeah. fun of it. But uh, man, oh man, it's it's just amazing. It's it's amazing storytelling. It's 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 a master at work getting this thing together. Everybody on the team was incredible. All the actors just did a hell of a job. And yeah, I mean, the fact that there's only like two things you can kind of joke about yeah. with it. I mean, that's a testament to how great the movie is. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, I do love the story is so epic and giant and sweeping, and the world that they've built is, is massive because then you now have these aliens, and the aliens at the end are like, okay, we've revealed ourselves. Like, wh- whatever it was, they're just like, oh, these surface dwellers are capable of love. That's yeah. We're into it. That's awesome. Love is the greatest yeah. thing. It's the most powerful force we're gonna show ourselves i just in my heart i'm like man you just showed yourselves to like the military they're gonna kill all of you yeah, <laughs> like they're gonna all immediately gonna shoot at all the aliens well they they put on they did the most giant flex in the director's cut where they yeah. uh if you've seen it there was a giant tidal wave and we're like mm, we'll just destroy everybody mm-hmm. but wait you love your wife tidal wave retracted the giant so, mega tsunami yeah, tsunami, and uh, so I was like, "Yeah, no, there, that's how you achieve world peace, right there." Yeah, someone that can just always kill you. Then you go, yeah. "All right, we're good. <laughs> we should just be hugging more." But I love that. That's it. Ends with like, and love is great. Yeah, like the end. I, I liked that. I liked that so much. I was like, "That's just wonderful and sweet and it's sweet." Great. Yeah, you know. but also signs that he was total and wholeheartedly coked out of his mind he was on drugs absolutely (laughs) (laughs) the answer is love take that james cameron (laughs) the the answer is love what if i take this weird blue diarrhea and i make a whole race of people the same color (laughs) 
Have you considered that that might be Navi uh, diarrhea in that toilet? Oh my gosh! I think you're good. The James Cameron verse—they're all connected. <laughs> They're all connected. Every movie, baby. <laughs> Kyle Reese is the uni- is the link. <laughs> He's the link between all. He'll show up in some of the new Avatar movies. You know. I hope so. Hope, yeah. Hopefully, the whole time. Yeah. It's like Commander Reese. <laughs> There's got to be a commander. And reason. you know what? By that point, I'll forget his name, and I'll be like, oh, it's John Connor's dad again. <laughs> you will you'll absolutely forget Mr. Bean. What the fuck's his name? <laughs> yeah, Del Rey. <laughs> Del Rey Beans. Okay, we had a lot of fun going through it and remembering it and talking about it as we were kiddos. Uh, Gabe, the next inevitable question is, you know, if, if you ever have, uh, if you decide to have kids one day, would you let them watch this movie, and if so, when? Good question. Uh, I I do. I think I would let them watch it probably around uh, around what it's probably rated for, maybe 12, 12 years old or something like that. Even though, like, and, and I don't know, maybe that is partly due to, like, you know, there's much more adult-themed things even in animation now. You know what I mean? So it's like you watch the movie Soul and you're like, is this for kids? I mean, right. it's animated yeah. and it's pitched to them, but it was like, these are some heavy themes. So it feels like, you know, an action movie where it's like, you know, uh, estranged this, but love conquers all. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a, you know, a, a message. And it's, and that's the thing is like, there is violence, but it's not like bloody or gory. It's just kind of scary imagery. Yeah. So I would, I would think that by then, yeah, they'd be fine. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a good answer. What do you think, Andy? You agree? I'm, I'm gonna gonna agree with Cass because I have yeah the same note. I said ten. I don't know, like ten years old. I think I could see the kid watching it. The only thing is, once kind of like my thing, where oh, it's it's a grown up movie, you know, with the, with these kids with their TikToks and their uh, their dancing videos, you know, mm-hmm. um, is he gonna be able to sit through a movie this long? You know. Uh, Maybe not, but I mean, I think there's some cool visuals that stand up, are still pretty cool looking and everything. You know, who knows what you know ten years gonna look like? Yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, if they look good now, I don't imagine how things are gonna get much better. You know, technology and like special effects wise, I think we reached it. We got Thanos out there, you know, crushing things and snapping away the world. <laughs> it's not gonna look better than that. Um, the only thing that's gonna change and get better are just deep fakes. Yeah, like, deep fakes. There's gonna be way more deep fakes, like. In the middle of a movie, you're just be like, "Is that Robert Downey Jr.'s penis?" Yeah, <laughs> why is that? In why here? did Disney put that in here? <laughs> yeah. Why did they put that in Soul too? <laughs> Where did you get all your reference images? But yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing that would stop is if, if, if the kid is like super into the ocean or super into submarines i will not show them this movie because they'll be terrified <laughs> and then they're not going to want to go on the finding nemo ride at oh. disneyland now yeah because <laughs> yeah um that's what i got and then what, what about you sir what about your kiddos what's going on yeah i i think um more than the 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 trauma of the the, the drowning and and the adult elements the adult themes i guess um i'm I'm as concerned as you and and concerned in quotes that like they just won't have the attention span for it because like, you know, yeah, kids today, but also kids in like another five years, like, holy shit, uh, entertainment is just going to be like a blinking light, like over and over again, like really fast. They're going to be like, whoa, did you see that blinking light video? 
But uh, um, I just, yeah, I think like, oh, I will show it to him because I'm a movie geek and I have, you know, a wall of movies and I'll show them that. Also, their mom really likes The Abyss too. Like this is a movie that she really digs mm. too. So it's like they'll, we'll show it to them. But yeah, I think actually more like like Gabe, I'll keep them, I'll keep it until they're like twelve, because then I'll be like, ah, eh, you're grown up enough, like you can handle the gnarly stuff. But also like, you, I think you you would have the attention span to you know dig in. Yeah. So. Totally. Gabe, do we have you? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I think the the good thing about a, a Jim Cameron movie is that it it holds up pretty well. You know what I mean? So yeah, for like sure. Effects wise and stuff like that, like you're not like, oh, this is terrible. It doesn't hold up. I mean, I watch Terminator Two probably like three times a year, and I'm like, this is just still fantastic. So yeah, I think you know, don't have yeah. to worry about any quality loss. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna be okay. But I am. Uh, I mean, as as is the world, I am so excited to see what insane visuals this dude brings to the table with the next like 45 avatar movies that he's making like we're never gonna see him <laughs> we'll never see him no no no, no. he's they're gonna, not real his heart's gonna explode from lsd use yeah. before <laughs> before they're made all right he's he's put himself into yeah. a corner and he's just like oh shit i told him it was gonna be so amazing oh god i've already spent three billion dollars i don't know what i'm gonna do He's just hoping that he's gonna die. Yeah, I'm gonna get on that Bezos rocket, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull plugs while we're up in space. I'm gonna call up Ed Harris and tell him to drown me. <laughs> I'm gonna call up Ed Harris and tell him to drown me. Oh, James Cameron, don't go soon, but when you go, please go like do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go out in the okay. opposite of a blaze of glory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got any fun et cetera? Any fun little things? Fun facts? Fun little little tig- tidbits? Anything else from this romp into the abyss? I did the IMDb trivia like everybody else does, and and Gabe, you know, has given us so many neat little factoids from uh, from the the documentary, which hopefully everybody's as intrigued as Andy and I are. Like, yeah. we're gonna go watch it. You should go watch it. Uh, but no, I mean we we've gone over. We've talked about so much stuff. Um, I don't have anything pressing. Gabe, was there anything else that you were dying to to bring to the table? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. We've pretty well got the the trauma and the highlights all wrapped up in there. I'm glad that it was like uh, remembering traumatic things for you guys. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It, it truly was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'll talk about that movie. That's kind of fun. And then on the rewatch, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> All right. Well, then, Andy, I guess we only have uh, one more thing, and that's recommendations, Recommendations, right? yeah. Okay. Um, Kaz, do you have anything to recommend? We always do this at the end. We recommend oh, just anything that's, that's kind right. of yeah. catching our attention right now, anything that's, like, big, you know, that's taking our time or anything like that. It could be movies, music anything mm. I'm, I'm i'm trying to think i was uh gosh i mean i think that uh dave filoni is amazing i've been watching the bad batch on mm. on disney where it's just like you can take a you know just an offshoot of a star wars story and turn it into to something else and i think it's like 
really, really good uh, story. Oh, you know what I will recommend? And it's another animation. It's The Long Halloween. Oh. Batman The Long Halloween. It's part one and part two. Batman uh, The an Long anima- Halloween? It's an animated DC movie, and I watched uh, both parts, and it's just, it's really cool. It's really awesome. So, is that on yeah. HBO, or where where is that? Uh, right now, it's, I forget where I rented it from, but, but you can rent it through Amazon or... Somewhere on demand. Somewhere. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah. I've been meaning to yeah. check that out. Yeah, I'm a big Batman fan, and I've, I saw that that was out, and I'm like, oh, I gotta see that, so... Yeah. They're, the, those DC movies, with their writing, they're, they're pretty spot on, so... Dude. In terms of in terms of goodness, I have no idea what the comics what what's going on, but they're 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 fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> the Long Halloween parts one and two. Heck okay, yeah. all right, yeah. we we will check that out. Thank you, buddy. Andy, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, I got I got music this time. So I have from a band called Fiddlehead. Um, they're music music labeling is always super dumb nowadays because there's too many genre yeah. sort of stuff. You know, I would have pegged them as like just an alternative band but looking them up they were called a post hardcore indie band i don't know what any of that stuff means they're just they're like an alternative band uh they came out with a new album called this year uh called between the richness um they're they're considered like a um a super group in the uh alternative world um because they have a bunch of people from a bunch of different bands that maybe people haven't heard about so i I questioned the super group um name that they've been given so members from the band have heart or the band base basement or the band youth for funeral if you've heard of any of those bands um bunch of people from this band but they are just super catchy uh indie garage alternative punky but more than anything just super catchy alternative rock songs and it's a rad album uh it's called once again between the richness by the band Fiddlehead. And then what about you, good sir? What do you have for us? Fiddlehead. Uh, I also have music, dude. And uh, I'm, I'm, I was looking this thing up because it's like, oh, I want to make sure that I can also say their names right because this is a French-Canadian band. And um, oh. uh, th- I love these guys. They're awesome. They may, you know, you were just talking about how music labeling is just so stupid, and yeah. it does, it becomes just ridiculous, like yeah. what you pointed out. It really does. And these guys have been called everything under the sun, but I mean, they're 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 death metal. They're okay. they're wild and crazy stuff, but they're like neoclassical technical death metal. They're yeah. wild, wild stuff. And uh, in terms of pure musicianship, these guys are some of the most talented musicians on the face of the earth. Um, they're amazing. They're called First Fragment, and uh, mm. they are, they're incredible. You know, the vocals are, are you know, growly and barky and, and, and spooky. Um, they only sing in French, but, I mean, for most people listening to this type of music, you couldn't understand it, even right. if they were anyway. singing English. But <laughs> um, for those of us that like death metal and technical music and everything, these guys are you know, one of the best that are out there. I mean, it's... The as as a a, a dear friend of uh, actually all of ours uh, has said before, um, it's nothing but wheedly doos the whole time. <laughs> uh, the music the entire time is wheedly doo. You know, it's just wild and crazy. It's just like it's uh, it's amazing musicianship. And they have a new album coming out. They've just released their second single off of it. This the new album comes out I think next month. But um, and the the album is called Glory Eternal. 
I had to say that very fancy because it's very French, but it's a glory eternal, but it's spelled all French and fancy. And uh, they're, they just kick so much ass. And you can listen on Spotify or uh, YouTube. They have a playthrough video on YouTube for their huh. first single called uh, Pantheum. And it, and it will melt your brain <laughs> just seeing these guys rip it up. They're just so amazing. Um, it's this, like the driving force behind this band is is Phil Togao and... Uh, and and this guy is he's one of my favorite guitar players ever. I could geek out uh, the 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 hope I reached out to him to be on this podcast. So I hope that we get this guy um, <laughs> because he's rad. And uh, you know, for those of you that that know him and his his music, I mean, yeah, the the dude's uh, insane. He's incredible and he's amazing. But I mean, uh, we've got uh, you know Dominic Forrest Lapointe, a, a bass player who. Is such a good bass player. I remember, uh, you know, I'm not a bass player. I've watched his his videos before. He's so good and so entertaining. I've watched his like playthrough videos, and it will always. This is not my comment. Someone commented on one of his videos, and this has just always stuck with me. And they said, you know, it's a whole thread. Like Forrest plays so fast that blah blah blah. Forrest plays so quick that blah 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 blah. Forest fingers are like lightning and blah blah blah. And then this one dude's like, <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face. Forest finger blasted a girl once and she died. <laughs> and I just, and I just look at this dude playing so fast, and I'm like, yeah, he probably would. But anyway, uh, these dudes and you know, and everyone else. I mean, shame on me. I need to say every every member of the band, but they're called First Fragment. Go check them out. They'll kick your ass, and uh, yeah, you should you should listen to their new music. Dude. So, yes, there I'm you into go. That. Sweet you uh, go. Uh, vocals and stuff. Or yeah, you said they sing. Yeah, yeah, there okay. there are yeah, there's vocals <laughs> and they're they're real rough, real growly, um, but uh, fits the music <clears throat> Dude, perfectly, it. and it's uh, it's super rad. So, yeah, yeah, but okay, there you go. Um, there's all of our recommendations. There's all of our things. Uh, Andy, do you want to close this one out? Or you want me to close this one out? Uh, you got anything on top of your head? You want to close this out? I can do it, dude. Let's close it out then. <laughs> let's close um, it out. We gotta, we gotta tell Mister Mister Gabriel Kazdorf, good old Kaz. Thank you once again for being here. You are a, you are a treasure. You are a scholar. You are an actor. You are just, you are an amazing man. I, one day I'm gonna move to West Virginia, and you're gonna teach me how to hide in the woods and be scared. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't recommend that you do that. Oh, but um, I will. I will teach you fear whenever, you know, whenever you have the time, or don't have the time. I'll surprise you. <laughs> yeah, I think Le- that's a lesson. Lesson one. <laughs> Always be ready. <laughs> yeah. Or if the if the lesson is fear, there's there's no always be ready. It's just boo, oh, and just, then he, yeah, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. Uh, <laughs> then you have won. But uh, yeah, super fun seeing you guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Always love uh, geeking out about good movies. Dude. Well, thanks for bringing a humdinger to us for this episode, man. Well, my pleasure. As always, friends, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, Andy normally gives this, but I'll give this one this time. Uh, you know, follow us on uh, on everything. Who let you pod? Uh, send us an email. Who let you pod at gmail We said a lot of things. Andy and I said a lot of things that were dumb bullshit tonight. Gabe said a lot of things that were super informed and insightful. Um, feel free to send us emails correcting us. We probably won't ever uh, mention those on on this podcast, but maybe we will. Yeah. We'll see. 
show us who's boss by emailing us and telling us when we were wrong. As always, <laughs> this is Gabe Martinez and Andy Diaz telling you, do not ever let your children watch anything unless it happens to be a film about the marinara trench, the most delicious <laughs> of all trenches. And of course, it's right beneath Italy, right under the boot. That's where you can find it. That's why they named it Marinara. And uh, there's aliens there that live down there. And there's 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 dangerous people down there. This was going somewhere. Good night. Good night. <laughs> we love you. You've just heard a Doomsday Initiative podcast. Consult a physician. Consult a physician.